Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated, an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, From the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Schapp. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. June is finally here. Daylight lasts a little bit longer now, and there's plenty of time for you to get out and get in nine holes after work, maybe even be able to squeeze in 18 holes after work. At least you could get out and get some practice in. I know that's one thing that I'm going to try and do is get to the practice range a little bit more, work on that game, work around the green, chipping and putting a little bit. That's where you can really score on the golf course. I recently made a trip up to Branson, Missouri, and was lucky enough to find a tee time and get on and play Payne's Valley, the new golf course that Tiger Woods designed for Johnny Morris, the owner of Bass Pro Shops. If you have not had a chance to get up to Big Cedar, I urge you to call up there or go online, go to BigCedar.com, make a reservation, stay at one of the lodges there, or just see if you can get on one of their great courses. They have several courses up there that you could play from Payne's Valley, Ozarks National, Buffalo Ridge, Top of the Rock, Mountaintop. They have practice facilities there as well. But what sets Payne's Valley apart from all the others is the rock formations that you're going to see. Plus, it's not just 18 holes. Tiger designed 18 of them, but Mr. Johnny Morris designed the par 3 19th hole. And there's a big prize if you're able to make a hole-in-one on that 19th hole at Payne's Valley at Big Cedar. We are going to hear from Matt McQuarrie today. He is the Director of Golf Sales and Marketing with Big Cedar Golf, and you are going to love this interview. You are going to find out how you can get on Payne's Valley, which was named the best new public course in America recently. But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web, blackmanauctions.com. They do an excellent job with their auctions. Blackmanauctions.com, one of our great sponsors of From the Shortgrass. We are back after this. Stay with us. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square District of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with water in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. 
This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. Now on the tee, the Director of Golf Sales and Marketing at Big Cedar Golf, Matt McQuarrie. Matt McQuarrie, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. Man, I got a chance to go up and play Payne's Valley recently. Wow, what a golf course. Yeah, it is quite the unique experience. There's not many uh, courses like it, especially with that bonus hole. Yeah, that bonus hole is something else. Now, I understand that if you make a hole in one on the bonus hole, there's a lot of bonuses that you get. Yeah, you you join the 19th hole club and, and you get some nice perks for being in that club. Uh, a couple of those items include a custom wedge from TaylorMade, which is Tiger's club producer. It's stamped with his exact stamping. So it's a, a, Tyler, a Tiger Woods replica wedge. You get a custom set of Bridgestones with Tiger's um, insignia on it, plus the 19th hole in Payne's Valley. So a custom set of golf balls for that. And you also get a pin flag signed by the man himself. So it's definitely worth its worth its weight. Plus, we're, we're working on some uh, exclusive events only offered to people that have made those, those hole-in-ones, uh, kind of return trips, return events only offered to those those people that are in the club. So there's definitely some bonuses. And of course, I forgot one of the best parts is $1,000 in a pro shop credit that can also be used at any of the restaurants or any of Bass Pros across America. So it's, a, it's if you're going to get an ace, it's definitely the, the place to do it. Now, let's go back to Johnny Morris's vision for Payne's Valley. Obviously, Payne Stewart grew up in that area, Springfield, Missouri, uh, passed away tragically in a plane crash. Why? Payne's Valley. What was Johnny Morris's vision there? Well, well, Johnny's from just up the road in Springfield, Missouri, which was also the childhood home of uh, Payne Stewart. Um, Payne Stewart was a member of Hickory Hills Country Club, um, which is a, a close to the Morris family as well. So they've, they've had roots going back to the 90s as, as uh, Payne was kind of making his emergence on the golf scene. And obviously when it came time to uh, to create the course and working with Tiger, who also had a close connection with Payne, um, he just kind of brought it all together to bring it back to the Ozarks and, and make a tribute to to both their their connections and, and Payne Stewart and and it's it's a pretty uh, pretty apt tribute to him as well. Now this is the first public access course that Tiger and TGR Design have have put together. Correct. All their other courses are uh, resort specific, resort exclusive, private clubs like uh, Blue Jack National in, in Houston. But ours is the first the first Tiger Woods course that you can you can book off the street. What was the budget that Tiger had to work with? Was Mr. Morris just basically said, here's a blank check, do whatever you need to do, because it's not easy to build a golf course in the Ozarks. Yeah, we have some uh, interesting topography, and on top of the the rolling hills and, and rugged terrain is uh, a, a pretty solid layer of limestone, not far below the surface. So it is a it is a lot of work to uh, to build a golf course like that, and, and obviously Tiger's um, design mentality is is kind of opposite of what you might think. It's it's more of, of I'd say the most contemporary guys of of making courses wide and playable and. You know, obviously in the 90s when courses were being built, it was it was how hard can we make this golf course? Let's make it hard because we want this to be a, a test for the pros. 
But in the last decade or so, you've really seen a reversal of that. And Tiger's kind of um, in that same boat of just wanting golf to be something that people can do and not such a um, a hurdle to get over. And obviously, especially a course like Payne's Valley, usually you're coming in the area, you're playing it once. Do you really want to, you know, get your butt handed to you for that one round? Or do you want to walk off the course, you know, losing minimal golf balls, hitting plenty of fairways um, and walking off with a good score? So, um, yeah, it's, it was definitely a challenge to build the course, but they've, they've knocked it out of the park and, and you've got amazing views um, of the Ozark Mountains and they've got amazing water features that go all throughout the course. And it's, it's just a pretty, pretty golf course right here in the Ozarks. One thing that I did notice in playing the course is the fact that it seems like every level of golf can be played on Payne's Valley. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's got a, it's, it's open enough for beginners, amateurs, juniors to play, but if you really want a challenge, you can go back to those tiger tees that are well over 7,000 yards um, and, and take off a little more that way. But in addition to that, if you really want to score, the greens are not flat. The greens have a lot of movements, um, a lot of tiers, a lot of slopes. So those better plan, those better players, um, even if they get to the green, um, you know, in regulation, they're still going to have a challenging putt. And especially on those approach shots, so while the fairways are wide, there are there are sides that are more advantageous um, to be on. So. For instance, on the first hole, if you're on the right side of the fairway, you've got to take on a bunker that's that's right in front of the green where the fairway is humongous. If you if you happen to be on the left side of the fairway, you've got a clear alley to that green without having to take on trouble. So that those greens kind of come into play on the second shot. And then, like I said, the greens are so so much undulation and movement. It's it's not a lot of flat straight putts. So you've got to you got to bring the flat stick as well. Yeah, number two, a long par three, but there's a ridge that runs right through the middle of that green from the front all the way to the back. Uh, if the whole location is on the left, you better be on the left side of that. If it's on the right, you better be on the right side of that if you want to have a chance at making birdie, if you're fortunate enough to hit that green. Yeah, that one's a, a stout hole for sure. It is long on the scorecard. It plays, plays a good deal downhill. That does not make it seem any shorter. Um, and then, as you said, there's that big spine down the middle that's going to either keep your ball up on the top ridge or push it down to the bottom. And, and that can help or hurt you depending on where the flag is. And another thing that's unique about Payne's Valley is um, kind of the short grass. There, there is um, fescue rough, but most of the plain surface is all zoysia and two types of zoysia. Um, up to the green collars, there is no, there is no fescue or, or thick, tall grass right around the greens. It is all flat surface which is good for amateurs because you can punt it from anywhere. You know, you don't have to worry about the ball getting caught up in two inches of rough right off the green and having to hit a really delicate um, pitch shot and hopefully guide your wedge through the grass. Um, it gives players and options to play the ground game, to use the flat stick from, from several, several yards away. And at the same time, if, if they wanted to turn that golf course up and really, you know, make it firm and fast, that makes it harder to hold those greens because if you do run through it, it's going to keep running and rolling and, and get further away from the hole. So that course definitely has the ability to, to for for a, a challenge for tour players to really turn up the difficulty and, and challenge them in, in that way. Another aspect of the golf course that I liked is those that are longer hitters. There are several holes out there that you can actually take out the driver or three wood if you're a longer hitter, and you can actually drive the green. Oh yeah, there's the uh, number um, 
Number three, the par four, that one's a reachable one with the driver. Um, it's got some really good bunkers right around the green. And just in the lane area, the, the fairway gets really undulated. So it's kind of like you hit driver there and you kind of got to get a lucky balance or really fly the green to get up there. Um, and then also number uh, 12 is a really drivable downhill par four. And obviously just really good scoring opportunities for pros and, and holes that aren't going to beat up the amateur player. Um, but those are those are two of my favorite holes just because it's it's one where it's just like, you know what, let's just try to get, make it to the green here and, and get a low score. One aspect is you make the turn and it's kind of, I say you make the turn. It's not a typical turn because you're right there at the eighth tee box and you've got the halfway house, if you will, right there. Bison hot dogs free with your green fee. Yep. That's at all of our eight to nil courses. So for Payne's Valley specifically, we've got a really awesome brand new turn station there. Um, it's a boathouse. It sits on a lake. That's kind of a, the lake kind of wraps around the fifth hole and the seventh and eighth hole. So inside of this comfort station on one side, you've got a great view of a lake and kind of a peninsula island green. And the other side of the hole, you've got a, a view of the 10th hole, which is a really pretty par three itself. Um, but kind of a part of the experience of Big Cedar Golf is when you when you come to those turn stations, you walk inside, you grab your signature bison hot dog, which are, are, are made from bison from Dogwood Canyon, which is one of our, our uh, amenities and attractions at Big Cedar. Um, your snacks are complimentary. Anything you're grabbing out of there is complimentary, except alcohol and drinks when you're when you're leaving the pro when you're leaving there. And it's just a good experience. I mean, guys, guys love that. They come in there, they can grab their hot dog. They don't have to pull out their wallet unless they're tipping, obviously, or or getting a couple of drinks. But it's just a, a bonus add. It's something really unique to us is having that that bison hot dog. Because also on another course, Buffalo Ridge, we've got some of those bison roaming the course, so you can see them on the first tee. Um, the second hole and some spots on the back as well. So it's, it's a pretty uh, signature item for us. And you can actually see Buffalo Ridge from Payne's Valley. Yeah, there's some really cool. So you probably have some of the best views of um, the signature hole of Buffalo Ridge, which is uh, 15 um, around the 15th tee box of Payne's Valley. You're looking right down um, the signature hole of Payne's Valley. And it is, I mean, you're, when I say looking down, you are looking down at a really gorgeous hole. Um, if you've never been to the Ozark Mountains, it's it's pretty uh, it's not the Rocky Mountains by any sense, but it's still pretty rugged terrain and, and lots of elevation changes. So the golf courses incorporate that pretty well and, and just makes for a really beautiful scenery. Let's talk about how people can come and play. There are several options. You can stay at Big Cedar. You don't have to stay at Big Cedar. What are the options for people to come and play? Yeah, so if, you, if you're coming to play, we always recommend staying on property. Um, you get the first crack at tee sheets, um, the first crack at preferred tee times. Um, if, you're, if you're booking a room, you're able to book your tee time for any time within that year, when you're, whenever you're coming. Um, when you're, if you're staying off property, you're limited to 30 days out. So when it comes to first choices, obviously those resort guests get the, get the first crack at tea time. Uh, we would definitely recommend if, if you're a serious person, you really want to set schedule or if you're bringing a group, um, it can be tough to find multiple tee times together, especially at Payne's Valley. The demand has been been pretty incredible. So we we recommend booking early, booking in advance, start booking for 2023 now, especially if you're wanting to bring your buddies to, to Payne's Valley and get a group of 16 out there. Because um, as everyone knows, in the last couple of years, golf's, golf's been a, a pretty hot, a hot, a hot button issue. So uh, recommend booking now. But you're, you're welcome to stay off property. Like I said, we do public tee times inside of 30 days. We've got five golf courses three 18 hole courses and two par three courses. And they are all so unique. Um, there's different styles of courses that fit different players, uh, kind of um, 
strong suits and, and challenges and, and also just different looks. Our par three courses couldn't be more different. Um, and same thing with our 18-hole courses, especially between Payne's Valley, which is Tiger Woods, and uh, Ozarks National, which is by Corn Crenshaw. Just opposite-looking golf courses that are right next door to each other. So just really good compliments, and it's always fun when, when buddies' trips come to let them argue over what was their favorite course because everyone's got a different taste and different take on what they like. So it's it's a place that's that's not repetitive between any of the golf courses. How did Johnny Morris and Tiger Woods get together? So there's actually a good story with that. When Tiger won his uh, his first Masters victory, one of his first purchases was a bass boat. And he bought a Tracker Bass Boat, which is the Bass Pro um, boat brand. And obviously, Johnny and the team saw the order come in for Tiger Woods delivering to Florida. So Johnny actually delivered the boat himself with his son, and they spent the day fishing with Tiger Woods. And there's, there's pictures of it on our website, and I'm sure you can find them online. I mean, just a young Tiger Woods, and, and John, his, his son at the time, was probably 10 or 12, and obviously a grown man now and pretty involved in our operations. But um, just kind of sparked their their relationship then over fishing. And Tiger still fishes today. You see photos of him deep sea fishing, and I think he does some like scuba diving fishing, so they've got that connection there. And, and Tiger's come back with his son, Charlie, and they've done some bass fishing on the water. So John, Johnny likes golf and obviously big fan of golf, but I think their connection is honestly probably more so around, around fishing. How genius was it to have the golf channel and have Tiger come back with some buddies to play the first 18 holes there at Payne's Valley to kind of showcase and show it off? Yeah, that was probably the best uh, the best opening event we could have asked for between uh, that year. Obviously, the uh, the Ryder Cup was postponed and uh, we kind of stepped in as a fill in small event. It was only two Americans, Tiger and Justin Thomas versus Roy McIlroy and Justin Rose. And they, they kind of did, you know, a filler uh, Ryder Cup event, six hole, uh, three six hole matches along the 18. But it was a lot of fun. And I mean, I remember being at the event and it was, I mean, it was during COVID. So it was really just a couple people on the course. It was pretty, pretty quiet as far as a, a tournament of, of those player names go and a small gallery. So it was pretty intimate in that sense. But it, it, it was on national television. And I remember that night, the phones just blew up. I think, I don't think there could have been a better um, reception or, or way to kick off the golf course. And, and from there, it's really changed, obviously, our, our courses and our properties. Uh, mentality among golfers and kind of where we rank among them was just having that that show off the Ozarks because not many people think of Missouri when you think of golf destinations. I always think you co you think of the coast, you think of Florida, Arizona, California, kind of those regular golf hotspots. But I mean, with the last couple of courses that that Johnny's built here, he's really made the Ozarks specifically kind of a must visit golf destination. I was going to say, when I played recently, I played with three guys from California that were there on a buddy's trip. I mean, people are coming from all over to play in Missouri. Yeah, I mean, before, you know, five years ago, the most of the players we had were, were regional. They were drive-in market. They were Missouri. But but now, once, you, once you've built the courses with the names we have, with Tiger Woods, Corn Crenshaw, Tom Fazio, Jack Nichols, Gary Player, all in one spot, um, it's it's the most collection of, of – uh, courses designed by masters winners in one spot. Um, but uh, when you have those names, it kind of just draws the guys who are like, man, I got to, I got to play it at least once to knock it off my list. But we're hoping that when guys come and see what we have here, it's, it probably is 
much more different than what they've seen other places between the golf courses being so unique and all the other things there are to do. You could come here with a buddy's trip and do nothing but play golf for a week and have a great time. Or you could come here with your um, family of non-golfers and get away for a couple rounds on world-class golf courses, but then everyone's going to be entertained by something on the lakes, the, the fishing, the museums, the nature parks. There's just so much to do here, especially involving the outdoors. That there's really something for everyone. How many times has Tiger gotten back? And I know it's probably been under the radar, fly in, there's an airport right there close by and, and go see everything and then fly right back out. And during the production process was they do regular flyings. And it was just like you said, it was pretty, pretty low key because unlike anyone else, probably in the world, even outside of golf, Tiger attracts a crowd. So yeah, it was definitely pretty, pretty quiet and hush hush, but you'd see the TW jet land right there, not far from the golf course at all. And they do a drive through and, and, uh, and Tiger was very kind of hands-on on that part as far as, you know, visually seen it. I think a lot of architects probably are very like by the roadmap and like, let's look at the topography. Tiger is obviously a, a player himself and kind of has to see it with his eye and see it with his mind's eye about, about how the course goes. I remember there's one point where I think it was on the 15th hole, there was a bunker on one side of the, the course and the course had been shaped, but not laid with um, irrigation or grass. It was basically just dirt and completely changed, just kind of looked at it from the tee box and saw something with his eye, completely changed the position of the bunkers on the other side to, to kind of challenge those, those better players just because he saw the hole in person and it kind of affected how he thought he would play the hole. So he just kind of completely changed on the fly. But he would come in pretty regularly, fly in, sometimes with Charlie, sometimes they'd do a fishing trip while they're here. Sometimes it was real quick. It was just, you know, business. Let's, let's do the walkthrough of these three holes and then let's jet out. There's still a lot going on there. Uh, the driving range practice area is being built now. When is that scheduled to be completed? So that's probably next year. Um, we we have a range right now. It's it's a large range shared with um, Ozarks National Mountaintop, but we're building um, another range close to closer to Payne's Valley. Um, it's going to be it's going to be kind of an add-on and really just a, a bonus thing to do. It's going to be an all synthetic tea deck, but it's going to be lit up at night. So if you're staying in those cabins right off the course, you've got a place to go hit balls at night. Um, we're working on getting um, sort of like a top golf experience there as well. So there's the launch monitors with games, with simulators. So, I mean, you could really come to Big Cedar, play two rounds a day, go to our custom driving range overlooking this beautiful valley, hit balls into the night sky on a simulator and have drinks and play golf all night. So it, it would really be the ultimate golf trip is, is right there. I was going to say, it sounds like the ultimate golf trip when it's all said and done. Okay. Any other big projects coming up besides just finishing Payne's Valley? Nothing we can say now, but our owner is not one to, to rest or sit on his hands. So he's always tinkering with something, but there, I can promise you over the next several years, there's going to be new things to talk about, new things to see, which also makes us a, a really good spot to visit just because you can come back every year and it's not going to be the same offering. There's going to be something new to see, something new to do. Um, so that's what makes us really fun from a golf standpoint and just a, a resort standpoint. Matt, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you. This is Thomas Blackman of Blackman Auctions. Trey asked me to sponsor a show for another few months. Even though I don't like golf, I do like his show. I have no idea how he gets the awesome variety of guests on his show, but it is entertaining and informative even for a horrible golfer like myself. I'm learning a lot about the game and about the passion for playing. So much so, I've started using my country club for more than Sunday brunch. 
Trey makes golf interesting. I make auctions interesting. For auctions, listen to me. For golf, listen to Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. With all the decisions you need to make about what to do in El Dorado, finding a place to stay is an easy one. The Haywood is uniquely positioned to make your stay one to treasure. Located in the historic Union Square district of El Dorado, the Haywood offers luxurious accommodations that feature contemporary, colorful rooms with high-quality bedding. Comfortable baths with walk-in showers and a spacious workspace with stylish plantation shutters that are unique additions to the stunning decor in a non-smoking environment. Make the Haywood your home away from home the next time you visit El Dorado. Strength is measured not by the number of accounts. Strength is placing value on relationships. It's having the vision and the guts to invest in growth. It's the commitment to responsibly manage your money. At Stevens, we believe that our strengths build success, not only for us, but for our clients. Stevens, member NYSE, SIPC. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Schapp. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, Matthew Allen, Blair Allen, they know a thing or two about managing hotel properties, and they have some great hotel properties that they manage throughout the state of Arkansas, into Oklahoma, and into Mississippi. Find them on the web at bphotels.com. It's now time for our rules segment. Jeff in Benton sent an email into from the short grass at gmail.com asking about he has trouble lining up to hit a shot. What can he do within the rules of golf to help him align better to hit a shot? So with that, on the tee, Master PGA Professional and Rules Expert, Adam Carney. Well, this this is Jeff in Benton, not Jeff Benton, our friend Jeff Benton. Correct. Not Jeff Benton, who used to live in Cabot, who now lives in Arizona, who's a very good golfer. Yeah, he, he needs no help lining up, I can tell you that. Yeah, so. uh, what's your record against him? I'm not sure I ever played Jeff in match play. Well, you probably would have lost if you would have played him. Nah, you know, he was so much older than I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, so much I, older. I, you know, I, th- I probably did play against Jeff. I don't know what my record was. I, I know what it is against you. I don't think I've lost, as a matter of fact, against you. Uh, ba- so back to back the question. So you have a hard time, you know, lining up for each shot. You know, what can you do within the rules? I mean, there's there's really nothing in the rules that say what you can or can't do other than you can't use an abnormal device or any assistance. So if you have one of those alignment sticks in your bag, you can't put it down and then line up to the shot and hit the shot. Mm-hmm. However, you could put it down or a club down line up to the shot, and then lift the club. There used to be an old decision, I don't know if it's in the new interpretations or not, I haven't, haven't read through them that thoroughly, that if you did that, but it was in the morning and there was dew on the ground and it you left, left the line. a line, yeah. then that would be a breach of the rules. A breach of the rules. I've seen some people, Adam, that take a club and they put it on their legs and look to see if they're square to their target sure as well sure i mean and there's there's nothing wrong with that i don't i don't think it's helpful from a teaching standpoint alignment is going to come from ball flight right so 
I never taught alignment when I when I you know taught players because no matter what I taught them, they were always going to adjust their alignment to their most common ball flight. So if you tend to hit the ball to the left, your tendency is to aim more right, and mm-hmm. the opposite would be true if you hit the ball to the right. So from an alignment standpoint, there's not a you know uh, if you want to put a club across your your shoulders or across your hips and and that makes you feel better. Yeah, knock yourself out. Myself personally, I, I remember as a as a kid reading Jack Nicholas Golf My Way. I, I used an intermediate target. So I would always get behind the ball, look down the line at my at, to my target, which maybe the flag stick, it maybe it's the fat side of the green, whatever it may be. And I would find something twelve to eighteen inches in front of me. Maybe it's a leaf, maybe it's an old divot, maybe it's a discoloration in the You grass. can't go walk and put a leaf there. <clears throat> no, you can't place anything there. I would find something in that 12 to 18 inch range and align my club face to to that that. so let's just let's say it's a leaf for argument's sake you know align my club face to that leaf and then take my stance accordingly based on on the angle of my club face i would know automatically i'm on i didn't even have to look at the target again i knew i was on line with where i needed to be right so if i put a good swing on it it was going to go in that area also, in watching some LPGA golf back in the day, caddies would line up behind the player, yep. get them set. That's no longer yeah, they've, they've, allowed. They've taken that away. You know, that's. I think I think that may have been more of a pace of play issue. I'm not sure the exact reasoning behind it. A pace of play is one. It was happening on a very common basis with a lot of. For some reason, it was more LPGA. It was more female players than it was was men's players. Although. I've seen it happen with men's players on the PGA Tour. I mean, yeah. they'll, they'll stand back there and behind them and say, yep, you, you look good, make a good swing, go. You know, I don't think it ever got quite to the extent that maybe some of the LPGA Tour players were doing it. But mm-hmm. it's something that, yeah, they've kind of done away with. And, you know, and the player has to have the ability to, to for alignment. But, I mean, if I could give just, you know, one bit of advice to Jeff, you know, if, if alignment is your issue, that intermediate target. I mean, I remember learning it when I was 11 or 12 years old, and I do it to this day with every single shot. Um, you know, even with putts sometimes, if I have a big sweeping putt, I'll find an intermediate target that I want to get the ball started on and putt to that spot. There you go, Jeff. Thanks for the uh, question. If you have one, you can send it to us from the shortgrass at gmail.com, and we'll get it answered. That will do it for this week's edition of From the Shortgrass. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, when you find a ball mark on the green, fix it and a couple of more, and I hope to see you sometime soon from the shortgrass. You've been listening to From the Shortgrass a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.